Hello and welcome to Spoiler Alert! This is a spoiler alert for The Rise of Skywalker. Star is that Wars. What the movie's called? <laughs> it's the called, Star Wars. It's called The Rise of Skywalker, subtitled Star Wars. This is a bonus podcast. Are we allowed to call it a bonus if we don't have a regular release schedule anyway? Ah, we're doing it's, it. It's not in the canonical numbering of our podcast, <laughs> but and it therefore is, it's a bonus. It is a bonus. Um, it's going to be full of spoilers. We said we were going to do this for Frozen 2. Uh, we didn't. I actually went on Monorail News again for that one, so you can always check that out. But this is a full... Talking about our feelings, talking about the movie, talking about the plot, and all of that. So if you have not seen The Rise of Skywalker and care about spoilers for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, turn this podcast off right now. I want to preface all of the shit I'm about to throw at this movie. With the fact that I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's one thing that Val and I can both easily agree on. Is that watching this was really fun. Gave us a lot of feelings and uh, in, in the good way. Yep. Um, and uh, I almost went to see it again, but I didn't quite manage to make it out. But like, I, I would have happily paid money to see it again. Yeah, and, and the thing is that like I think it's deserving of criticism because... I mean, most films are deserving of criticism. For sure. Um, I think there are a lot of things that have been said better by other people. There are a lot of articles. Like, we should probably just post this with a compendium of all the articles I've sent you and videos. Yeah. Like, the, the pitch meeting that Screen Rant did today for it was, like, 100% on. Um, but when I watch a movie... Generally speaking, my like analytical brain is not on. My SJW brain is not on. I'm not using that as a derogatory. <laughs> like my the the way that I look at things normally in life and analyze them is not on during movies. I'm just like, ooh, shiny thing, ooh, battle, ooh, stuff's happening, ooh. Like I just am looking at it and excited about it. And I'm not really like focused on that stuff. So in the theater, I was just like, woo, with a couple moments of, you know, there were like, I'm not going to fucking pretend I did not heartily roll my eyes at that kiss at the end. Definitely and some eye rolls. No, I don't mean the, the, uh, fucking token lesbian kiss. I mean the other one. Um, I, I, you know, I had a few of those like, what the fuck? But it wasn't until after that it was like, oh, where the fuck was Rose Tico? And like that kind of shit as that started rolling in. So, I will say that if you go into this and you just ignore all the criticism um, and you are the type of person whose brain doesn't do that stuff on its own automatically, great film, fun time. The people who I have seen not have a good time are like the Jenny Nicholson's of the world who are thinking, like who, who like are invested but also thinking, whereas I have this weird thing where I turn into a six-year-old who has no concept of like... Does it matter if this fit with the movie before it? No, I'm just excited that it's happening. That's, so like that's actually that's a, a really good point. It's like Jenny's brain clearly just doesn't stop. Because no. the way that she analyzes things like on the fly, just from casually watching them, is worthy of a great deal of content on her channel. 
Um, and that's, that's not the way I think most people's brains work. And well, I think I'm a little bit more on the fly analytical than Val. Um, I'm still very good at purposefully turning that off, which is frankly what I do on purpose every time I go into a film, because I would yeah. much rather go in with like, I'd even, you know, read, uh, like doom titles of, of articles about the film. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I was a little part of the me was expecting the worst. The only thing my phone was right? showing me was like, it kept trying to show me articles about critics hating it. And I yep. was like, I don't want to fucking know. But, but being able to turn off my, my expectations and my analytical brain for the most part, unless it gets slapped around a little bit, mm-hmm. um, is good because it lets me just enjoy it as entertainment as as what it is, and then after the fact, I can circle back and have a good think about whether or not it's milkshake duck. Right, and this had some milkshake ducking. In addition to Jenny Nicholson, there is also someone I follow uh, on Twitter named Anna Mardal, and Z came back and did like this big thread of here's all the stuff that was wrong, and I would highly suggest seeking that out. Again, if we do sort of like a link compendium as part of this post, I'm definitely going to include it because it's, uh, it's just really good in terms of like the reasons that I don't like this that are logical, um, past like the reasons that I really liked it. So I think that's probably a general intro of how we felt about it. Do we want to like sort of go through the film? Yeah, let's, um, should we, I don't know if we should go through it plot chunk per plot chunk, or if you want to just pick things on your list to. to I made like a plot chunk version. Yeah. Okay. Then let's, let's do it in that order. So like the thing for me is, oh yeah. I said, let's preface by saying we both super enjoyed it. Despite it being a pretty transparent effort to undo all the actually somewhat original and interesting stuff. The last Jedi did. And despite it kind of feeling like it's the cursed child of the star Wars universe and or game of Thrones season eight. Like that's the, that's the, brief recap of all the shit that we just said. I feel like this movie started like, was it the last Jedi that started like in the middle of a space battle? This felt like that felt like, wow, there's shit going on. This felt 20 times more like, ah, ah, holy shit, what's happening from the very get go. Yeah. The, the pacing, especially in the beginning was really, really weird what the because shit? it was like, it was like, um, exposition, plot development, exposition, plot development. Yeah. And I'm yeah. peeking my mic because I'm yelling He's about yelling into exposition. The microphone. It was um, well and it wasn't even it wasn't even exposition at the beginning. The very, very beginning was just Kylo Ren right, right, cutting right. shit down. Like he was just cutting down all these people to go get definitely not a holocron that you can buy at Galaxy's Edge, uh, to tell him how to get to the Sith no. to Exegol. Like, no, it's a totally different <laughs> it's pyramid. Definitely a different item thing that tells you stuff um, yeah. that you can't get at Galaxy's Edge. They they like it was just such a, a like crazy zoomy battle scene. Oh, he's going to the place. Like it was just before you could even figure out, like there was no opening and like, that's okay. But it was, it felt really frantic from the very, very beginning. So like. I didn't, it, I didn't mind that because it was at least that was, that was sort of staging through showing rather than through telling. They did a lot of just straight it was up. Just a lot of jump we're going to tell you the stuff, plot though. now and then we're going to show you. 10 seconds of I just it. feel like it was like such a fucking bunch of jump cuts to get to Sith Disneyland. Like it was just, yeah. it was like, doom, 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 like all the shots felt really fast. Like the cuts felt really fast. And I was like, oh, angry boy is angry again. <laughs> like, and whatever. So. Which on the topic of, of pacing and, and overall runtime, 
Um, I this is one thing that I think will come up as we talk through this. Um, the whole thing had this gut feeling of being edited for time. Yes. That's something that's been mentioned by um, a friend of ours too, that like, I hope there's a director's cut out there with right. more time in it because it, it, it felt like they were trying to do so many things and you're going to hear about those things. because yep. There are so many things. The like next thing that occurs is Ray finally got a fucking training sequence. So all those boys can't say she's Mary Sue anymore, which like made me roll my eye. Like, fine give her like a training sequence whatever but it was such a it was such a fucking transparent like this is why she can do everybody got mad that she could lift up rocks in the last movie and so now i'm gonna prove why she can lift up rocks and like but they also the problem is is they failed even at that goal if that was the goal because they had her fucking flying right like it was how many jedis or yeah. Sith, do we see actually flying yeah. in canon? It's like, he- hello, this is uh. happening now. There's also, they also did this later with the Luke and Leia training sequence. Because I'm pretty sure, now, I am not a Star Wars canon expert. I'm pretty sure we didn't see Leia training in other... I think this is the first I have the like first a planted of memory ever. of it, so I might be wrong, and you can totally correct me if I am, but... I was like, oh, and we also did that. So it's not as weird that Leia just flew herself back in from space in The Last Jedi. Like, it's like every single fucking thing that people called out as a plot hole. J.J. Abrams was like, I'm going to close that plot hole. And also was like, I'm going to fucking undo as much as I can. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Then they fucking went to Burning Man, which is an old joke that's been made since the prequels when we first fucking saw that shot. Yeah. It was, I thought it was... I was interested in like, oh, cool, there's a festival and ooh, there's new alien things. And I did not like in a similar way to how occasionally Baby Yoda's baby coos weird me out. The like baby little trunked alien things were making like very human baby like noises. And I was like, this is weird. Like it just weirded me out. I need to I need to rewind. Did you slip and say since the prequels or since the previews? I I meant to say previews. <laughs> I was just like my brain was going. I like, meant to say like, the Burning Man joke. Burning Man the first you time may have said the right thing, but my brain heard prequels, <laughs> and now I think it's really funny. I mean, really I've been funny. thinking about <laughs> a lot of that, uh, and it was it was. I liked this little fucking festival thing, and then and then fucking Lando is there for some reason. Fine, like when the fuck it this was it was it really felt like well the nostalgia in the force awakens went over really well so i'm just gonna do more nostalgia like this movie is a fucking circle jerk of star wars nostalgia um and then with weird stupid shit like tell me that you were not surprised by the way the knights of ren looked and i can't find pictures of them looking different in the first one so like I don't even think it was it was probably that they were that different, but because they're like out in a desert, they look like these weird like post-apocalyptic wannabe Mad Max characters, and it fucking weirded me out so bad. Yeah, it didn't. It it was actually one of the the weirder like this doesn't feel like Star like, who Wars. Who are moments. you? Yeah. Where did you come from? Why are you back again? Like, what what fucking purpose did that serve except to be like? I have boy with big stick sword. Like right. it was like a cloud strife fucking huge. One of them had this weird machete sword thing that was massive. And I was like, was it, did you just really want that prop in the film? Probably. Like, yeah. They, they like <laughs> made the prop and then wrote the plot. The aesthetic was fucking weird. Um, then we get into our fucking, like they're at burning man. 
The stormtroopers come to Burning Man. They're like, we got to get out of Burning Man. Lando fucking transports them out to somewhere. He's like, there's a secret. There's a, there's a guy, a Sith assassin who fucking was here one time. Conveniently, here's exactly what you were looking for. They were looking for, they got some tip to get to this location. And then conveniently Lando was also at that location. And then they go to find the guy's ship in the middle of the fucking desert. And then like the Knights of Ren are there and whatever. And, like, Chewie goes out to look for something, and oh, no, the stormtroopers caught Chewie. And then this fucking sequence occurs where, like, I don't, I don't feel good about it. I felt shocked by it, and then I felt betrayed about it. Because Sam's making gestures at me because I keep hitting my knee, and it's definitely going to vibrate the microphone. Um... There, the transport, the prisoner transport, we have seen, Sam points out, this scene was choppily shot. Yeah, well, that's that's the annoying thing is that I feel like I feel like this whole scene was constructed and shot in a way to make it not clear what was going on, so that they could they could do the they whole could, they, like they did you know a, oh Chewie was on a different they one. They pulled a bait and switch. So the first but, thing, I, I didn't explain what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. The first thing that happens is they you know they get Chewie, get him into the fucking prisoner transport, and it goes to take off. And Ray is like, I'm a powerful force user. And she just extends her hand and starts pulling back against it. And then fucking Kylo shows up. I think this is also after the whole scene from the trailer that we don't even need to talk about because it was only there to be in the trailer where she fucking jumped up and she cut off part of his, it's not a yeah. TIE fighter, it's a different one. Like that, we don't need to Spoopy talk about fighter. it because it's it's exactly what was in the trailer. Nothing fucking happened. Um, he comes and he fucking pushes against to try to like- They have a Harry Potter force a, battle. Right, exactly. They have a fucking uh, Phoenix, what the fuck is that thing called? Priori Incantatum, where the fucking wands Ooh, meet. That was close. You almost I almost forgot a Harry your, Potter your wand. Yeah. Uh, word. Um, and, and they fucking have a fight, right? They have a fucking duel of whose space wizard powers are more powerful. And Ray accidentally, which like in canon makes no sense. From everything I've read, you should have to choose to do this. Maybe even learn to do it. She fucking force lightnings the transport and it break, it blows up. And she's like, oh, fuck. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. Chewie's dead. Like, from everything we've seen in that scene so far, Chewbacca is dead. And I was like, wow, that was fucking quick. But, well, okay, we're really just, you know, leave the past behind in this one. So my annoyance is that is that I get the sense that they shot this with more stuff in it to help lead you to that conclusion. Because the end result, without showing you, we don't know where that ship was landed that they loaded Chewie into. Right. Because of the I way that was God, shot. Chewie, Chewie was... runs out. They show you the perspective shot where, like, you see from the perspective of his captors. And then you just see him getting loaded into a truck. And, like, it looks like... Into a truck, whatever. Into It's basically a space truck. It's a space um, truck. And then you see the, the location that they are at I don't see how there could be no visibility it's, to that that's from my the ship. Fucking thing. And so it doesn't make any sense that they didn't see anything coming right. or hear anything coming. There's no way. And, like the explanation doesn't make and, sense. And so what's what's so annoying about that too is the way that it was cut. I literally had no idea that that was Chewie's t- transport until their reactions at it blowing up because it was poorly see, shot. I, yeah, see I was And they like, only oh, showed shit. you the back of it anyway yeah. when they loaded him in, yeah. which again 
is like it's there just weren't just... there weren't fucking two of them. There right. were not two of them, and that drives me up a wall. Is I'm like you can't do the like there were two. Like, well, and, and like it, there could have been, but they didn't give you enough information right. to well, even have that even be still, like a good thing. There were wide enough shots, and there was not another fucking transport there. Like that's what unless it was me still off. on the ground at the time there she were, blew that one up. Right, there were wide enough fucking shots that there's no way it just it right. made me so it was so contrived of a bait and switch because. Here I am going, oh shit, like she's, this is going to be the plot of the film is Ray is going to, not because of Dark Ray in the trailers, but I was like, fuck, like this is going to be Ray's moment where she finally reckons with the fact that she's been pulling back and forth between dark and light this whole trilogy. You know, she fucking went into the weird dark place and the fucking mirror rooms and whatever. Like there's been this thing with her the whole time where because her desires to know about her past and all of that are so strong. She's been pulled towards the dark side. And I was like, fuck, this is it. Like, this is where she's going to go. I can't be anything but bad. That's all I can do. Like, this is going to be her moment of, I fucked up so badly and I can't come back from it. And then like, nope, there were no fucking consequences for that scene. Like, you think it's this big dramatic scene and then like, 15 minutes later, they're like, haha, just fucking kidding. So So instead it was just like emotional manipulation. Right, it was like, exactly. Oh, Chewie's dead. Oh, let's make exactly. people cry. Like a hundred percent it was just fucking emotional manipulation. And then and then also, yes, set up for a scene that frankly they didn't have time to put into the film um of the the rescue. Right. Well, and that's and that's so that's the fucking stupid thing. So they go off to uh Kajimi. Because they found the fucking artifact that they needed to find that would lead them to the other Sith fucking not a holocron to get them to Sith Disneyland. Like, the whole thing was, we need to go to Sith Disneyland too so we can take out the army of Star Destroyers that our spy has told us. Spoilers, it's fucking Hux. That, that our spy has told us, like, is there. We need to take them out. So their whole thing is that they're trying to retrace Kylo Ren's steps. But he has one... Sith Wayfinder, which was like, why did you call it a Wayfinder? Of all the names you could have given it in the Star Wars universe, Sith Wayfinder. There's a second one. They're going to go find it. They find the artifact that they need to do that. Like in a fucking cave where she force heals. Like they fall into some- Is this some, a fucking point and click fucking, adventure game? There's a like, fuck, it, it was. It was like just a bunch of side quests. They oh, fucking fall through- I found through, a clue. Yeah, they fall through quicksand. There's a snake. They find a fucking, they find the knife that they need that will tell them conveniently where the fucking Sith GPS is. She heals a snake because we need to show force healing. That's why they pushed Mando up, obviously. So people couldn't be like, Ray has a power that's never been seen. Never mind that in the extended universe, it already had been seen. Um, the no longer canon novels and shit. But she needed the basilisk fang <laughs> like, to right? kill the horcruxes. She fucking heals a basilisk and then it's like, I'll let you go. And they get out of the fucking caves that they quicksanded into, which like, great. Because we needed to give the quicksand porn folks more material. Don't Google that if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um... I mean, it's I different. Guess you it's can. dark sand. No, it's just quicksand. <laughs> um, and that's a kink. Um, so they get out of this fucking cave and they get on this old ship and they're going to go. They go to this place called Kajimi because the the instructions on how to get the Sith GPS are in Sith inscribed on a dagger. And C-3PO is like, I'm too fucking proper to translate this this Sith shit. And he won't do it. Nor which, will he transfer any coordinates. Which this Nor- is the this is one of the things that drove me nuts is that Star Wars is not 
terribly, as a franchise, like as a universe, not terribly particular about what is and isn't possible. Like there aren't right. deliberate rules. It isn't for like Star anything. Trek where right. it's like science right. rulesy, even if it's weird. It is. Science. It is like. And, and even this is it something that even in, in Star Trek, if there were rules like this, they would be like, oh, well, if you reverse the polarity. Exactly. Then, and, and like, that's the that's the fucking thing is that. It's sci-fi. You can reverse the polarity. Right. It just, it was just this whole like built up thing when it was like, it's in his, me- like, is, is his memory really that? Encrypted, like you're telling me, there's no way to access protected memory. I in mean, a there wasn't without, on my like, fucking Nexus 5X when it boot loops, and I lost all my old text messages. Yeah, but that wasn't a long time ago in a <laughs> like galaxy far, Google far away. Google wasn't in charge like, of that. Yeah, it was. It was this really contrived thing. And the thing is, I didn't mind there being a another like it was a fucking bunch of side quests. Like you want right. to complain about TLJ being a bunch of side quests? Welcome to the Rise of Skywalker. Um, well, no, this is the main quest line, but it's like yeah, one, right. one like jump, stupid yeah. diversion at a time. And it's like, we just want to go do right. the thing, so they, but this whole thing is just the, it's the, the, the odyssey of yeah, getting there. Yeah. So they go to Kajimi, which is a place we've never seen. It's nighttime. It's always fucking nighttime because it's dramatic. Yeah. They go to see, they're looking for Babu Frick, who is the cutest little motherfucker who doesn't speak whatever they call English in this verse. Like, he uses a couple words, and the then otherwise it's just tongue. like, ah, bleep, 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 and he's really fucking cute, and I love him. And he's like some kind of android sadist thing. Um, they get to him by an old partner of Poe's from when Poe was a fucking drug smuggler, apparently, which, like, way to look with your Hispanic main character was something I saw pointed out about that. Like, oh, good! Oh, g- great look there! You, you made your... Hispanic main you're character into a drug Hispanic runner. Character, you're only, only Hispanic. Named yeah, Hispanic you're character. only named. <laughs> when so, when previously he was just like respected was, pilot of the resistance right, right, with like uh, whose parents were you know JJ also Abrams respected. might secretly be a Trump supporter. Um, so we so we get there. His old partner Zori Bliss, who wow, do I have a mask thing? It turns out because. Dang. You, like, you had some Mando feels about she her? She had, she had, it was just a lady in a bodysuit with a weird helmet. And I was like, <laughs> like, oh my God, it was embarrassing. But so fuck, she was cool. I know like the whole thing with Babu Frick, who like she, get, there's that moment of like, uh, Zori is mad and might kill us. Oh, nope. She's going to help and take us over to fucking the little guy. I know he was like meant to be comic relief dwarf, but like. I loved him. Like it yeah. worked for me. It made me laugh a bunch. And this it, it also felt very Star Warsy because right. like it was like the the, the, the shoulder boy. Yeah, exactly. Jabba's and little it, shoulder boy. And it's also <laughs> Star Wars one of the things that I appreciated about sort of the canon history of Star Wars is that it's not all just, you know, it, granted almost everything is bipedal like fairly human looking um and there are a bunch of different flavors of very human looking creatures um but then you have the like Jabba the Hutts and like other characters that are just a little bit more different but still like have jobs and are normal skilled people and and I just liked that that was just like oh the person you need to see is just casually just like um what's her name who I can't spit out who runs the bar and is old and Gave oh, her the Maz. lightsaber. Yeah. Maz, yeah. Um, like, she's another example of, yeah. like, not very normal human-oid. Yeah. 
it was just like, I liked him and I thought it worked well. And so like the TLDR of that scene is like, C-3PO, in order to, the whole thing is that in order to translate that Sith shit, they would have to like undo his programming and rip it out of him and he would lose all his memories. And he's like, well, R2-D2 has backups, but I, he's, his memory's not very reliable. Or And you're like, fucking obviously, they're gonna, it's not a big deal. He's gonna be fine. So you have like, right. you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And it's the of, same as fucking Chewy. They exactly. just did. They just did the same thing again no where they're one, like, look, oh no, now all this development with C-3PO is gone and all of his history through this entire franchise, he is just lost. And then in the end, it's just like a two second, like, boop, boop, you're do you fine. Remember, do you remember the fucking line... No one's ever really gone from literally the last movie. Apparently, J.J. didn't fucking hate TLJ that much because the whole theme of this fucking movie is every time you think someone has died, they have not died. Like, that's the theme of the film because that's what happens. 3PO is gone briefly. The whole, like, taking one last look at my friends thing. Now, from the trailer, I thought that was going to be that he, like, got fucking, like, there was some programming they put in so he could liaise with the dark side people like i don't know i thought there was gonna be like a spy thing no fucking nothing no dark 3po no it was fucking it was goofy his and eyes so, turned red right. oh they did well, they did they, they turned did red and, and in the trailer i was like oh shit this is gonna be dark yeah. 3po and there just wasn't um it was just like oh now he's got his programming but we have the coordinates to get to where the other sith gps is yeah but we don't fucking do that because suddenly they're in close enough proximity to the Star Destroyer he was taken to that they find out Chewie didn't really fucking die. Which, even if that's the case, he's a valuable prisoner. They're not about to just fucking kill him. Why did you go immediately on another side quest to fucking save him? They pulled into a fucking... Zori Bliss had like a like a medallion that was going to get her off the the off of Kajimi because it was like Imperial credentials or some... Or first yeah, it was a captain's insignia. Yeah, it was a fucking... And so they're like, she gives it to them so they can go rescue their friend. They pull a fucking bunk-ass old ship into a First Order Star Destroyer. Which, like, the floor is immaculate in there because it, like, you know, I don't know. It's all fancy new ships and they're in this dust bucket they found in a fucking desert. And then, like, they go, like, they just immediately start shooting. There's no subtlety. There's zero fucking way in hell that anything in this should have or would have worked. It was ridiculous and it felt like, it was like, oh, exciting action scene, but like, what the fuck is going I think, on? I think it was meant just to give you rescue nostalgia from- Right, yeah. From yeah. Pew Pew. And like it got to do- Leia they, they with did the a, blaster. They did a callback. Also, this film is full of callbacks um, of Lay, uh, Lay, wow, Ray doing the like, these are not the droids you were looking for. Yeah. Like she's like- we're supposed to be here. You're glad that we're so here to the stormtroopers, which was funny. I really, I really liked that yeah. because it addresses one of the things that has driven many a Star Wars fan, even the most diehard fans, crazy. It, which is the the question of like, why don't they solve all their problems that way by like, using mind like control? To, yeah. To, why did Jedi's pay f- their pay for their food? Like, you know, <laughs> you're going to give me this, you know. <laughs> Swamp rat on a stick. I need, you know, this is my kadu pork rib. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like I've already paid for this kadu pork rib. Like, and, and yes, obviously ethics. Uh, yeah, like, there's yeah, a, a yeah. moral reason why. That, but when you're dealing with the enemy, right. like infiltrating an enemy ship, or like again with the 
roaming patrols that they were yeah, trying to get yeah. away from. It was just like just walk through them and wave your hand, right. you lazy there was, assholes. And then there was no, there was just there was no way this succeeded without intervention from the spy. And right. I will say, I oh, laughed. Right, that's why I really spy, hope J.J. Right. Abrams meant this to be as silly as he did, as it was, and I'm sure he did. Hux <laughs> being the fucking spy, I laughed so hard. And the way like, the way that he revealed it. Was just like I'm the spy. I'm the spy. (laughs) Like Like it was just so dramatic. The only thing that was missing was the the reaction panning of them being like, oh, Uh, (laughs) yeah. And then it was just, and it was so fucking funny too because they're like, why are you doing this? And it was, I'm so glad they did it the way that they did, which is not that Hux decided he was a good guy. He was just tired of piss baby Kylo Ren and was petty as shit. He was like, I just want to see Kylo Ren lose. And then, amusingly. Um, he just immediately died. Like Bob Cratchit from the fucking Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol is a bad guy. (laughs) And Hux had them shoot him in the leg so that he would like have plausible deniability that he had anything to do with their escape. And he goes and he gives the excuse of like, actually he told him to shoot him in the arm, but but Finn fucking shot him in the thigh. And he walks in and he's like, they escaped. There was only, they, they forced me to give them a ship and blah, 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 blah. And the fucking Bob Cratchit just shoots him in the chest. And I was right. like, well. I mean, to be fair, that is the oldest trick in the book. Bill's is out. Like, is like, oh yeah, here's no, my I know. accomplice. It was just, yeah, it was just funny because like cover. all of these fuckers lie to each other all the time anyway. <laughs> but, um, but it was funny. And then uh, we immediately got a full planet death consequence where Kajimi got blown up. P.S. How the fuck suddenly is every Star Destroyer like Death Star level power? Oh, fucking, that was a new thing. Um, yeah. And all of us had that moment of mourning for Poe and his not girlfriend, maybe ex-girlfriend, maybe past and future friend with benefits. But then tricked you again. She fucking was fine. Like, th- again, not something you find out immediately, but this did not last either. Sure, Kijimi got destroyed, but Babu Frick and Zori, the only characters you knew or cared about from Kijimi, are totally fucking fine. Like, an- it was another moment of big dramatic thing happens, and then fuck it. Right, yeah. It, it, and that's the whole thing, is that... That happened so many times. The whole film times. felt like a the series of, of balks, basically, yeah. where they were like... They're like, oh, this is going to be what the movie's about. And it's like, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, everything's fine. Just, just fucking, continue as planned. It was it's, so and, weird. And like, that's that's a, a thing. Let's back up for a second and just talk about storytelling. Yeah. The way that storytelling normally works in a very sort of formulaic way, in the most sort of basic, uh, boring way, is you have your, your classic beginning, middle, end. You set yeah. it up. You build to some sort of obstacle um, the climax is around overcoming that obstacle, and then it ends. And over the course of that, there are usually micro versions of the same thing. But the annoying thing here is that the way that like they they set up these little obstacles along the way, and then they just immediately nullify they them without all of without the obstacles. any so. And so they they build them up like they're going to be really important big things rather right. than just stepping stones along the way and right. then just have no resolution to them right. that is like terribly dramatic. Yeah. So You could have had Ray character development via the whole blowing up the transport thing. That got wasted. You could have had um, the whole group have some character development around 3PO. That got wasted. You could have had Poe have some character development around like being more careful and maybe, you know, not doing almost suicide missions onto star destroyers because you might lose someone like 
none of this, it didn't matter. It was just a series of, of random incidents basically. Um, and that kind of annoyed me. Um, and, but, but nope, we get Chewie back and we're fine. And now we're going to go follow this fucking daggers coordinates to a weird ocean planet where the death star fell. Which, um, hold on a minute. <laughs> there were two. A, who made this dagger and why? <laughs> the dagger is absolutely like, what is it? A deus ex machina? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Absolutely. Because. Just pulled, it was pulled directly out of the asshole of a Sith Lord. Like, it it's was, just nonsensical who was it for and who built it and why and And also how literally as there's not even a second of shift it step to the left or right oh i'm 20 feet away from where i need the second ray opens the fucking like apparently there's a piece that points to where there's like some sextant bullshit on it she fucking holds it up it's exactly like, there it is. There's the Death Star. Like, there's exactly where I need Which, to go. You know what? You know what that reminded me of? That was that was 100% a Goonies moment when he holds oh up the God, fucking yes. thing and he's like, oh, there's a landmark. Oh, it's right yeah, here. It's convenient. Oh, perfect. Wow. And but, it was, but like, that's that's the level of, of storytelling that that chunk of the plot is. Yeah. is literally Goonies treasure map. It is. It is. And, and, and it's it sucks because there are things that I thought were interesting. So this is where we first meet. The fucking like space horse goats that were in the trailer. There's a shot from later in the film that was in the trailers that I I love. Val loves them and she would die for them. I love them. Like I love the Fathiers. I would die for them. And they were so fucking cute. And also we met um, Jana who like this. This is a community of of deserter stormtroopers who like are there when they land on this planet. And I fucking love Jenna and I would watch so many things about Jenna. And I really thought that Finn and Jenna were going to be a thing. Spoilers are fucking not. Um, also, please, please, um, for all of the executive producers listening to this, um, <laughs> like that's a spinoff I would watch. Oh yeah. Because the concept of being like, this is, this is an opportunity for the whole you know, I said no to my shitty orders. The classic, yeah, like, yeah. Nazi just and following then, like, orders thing an that they tied into the community. The, right, and, yeah. and the, the like, no, this is wrong, deserter story is very compelling. Yeah, that's something Finn's that would be really story. well, right, it would be worth exploring, which it's a shame they didn't really explore it's it with It's a shame Finn. they just didn't fucking give a shit. Well, and, and the interesting thing is this was, like, still some of my favorite time despite the deus ex naifia. Um, <laughs> that didn't work All as right, well as I I'm, thought. I'm shutting off the you. podcast. Fuck you. So it was still some of my favorite time because we got these cool characters briefly. We got these cool horse things. And then we got my wife, Dark Ray, because Ray goes, she fucking, she gets, she's like, how do I get over to the Death Star to she get the thing I need? She goes wakeboarding alone. And Jana's like, don't fucking go right now. We'll go in the morning. And Ray's like, there's no time. And just steals a fucking skimmer and skims across the fucking water like an idiot. Instead like, of flying, which she like can apparently do. Like an idiot. So. And then she gets over to the, the Death Star ruins and she's crawling through it. And there's fucking stormtrooper corpses everywhere in it. Like it was, I was like, wow, that was bold. Uh, I mean corpses they're just in fucking it's just right. stormtrooper armor pieces just armor, yeah. but she gets up to where the thing is 
and she goes in to get it. And when she touches it, I think it's when she touches it, that's when she sees Dark Ray. And I was just like, Dark Ray, Dark Ray, Dark Ray. And they have like a brief little hallucination lightsaber battle. And I was still just like, sploosh. And I love, I just, I don't want Ray to be evil. I knew it was going to be a vision, but there is something about that like, you want Ray to go through a goth phase. Yes. yes. <laughs> but also Ray, the thing about Ray too, and, and this comes into play later in the film, is I don't see Ray as having romantic give a fucks. She doesn't give a fuck about romance. She doesn't give a fuck about lust. She's just here to figure out how to save the goddamn galaxy. And that Ray, that Ray fucks. Like dark Ray fucks. And I just was like, man, like she just, she, it, it was like, Daisy Ridley getting to play like a mysterious sexy character for a minute. And I was like, okay, I'm here for this. Um, but totally expected it was going to be a vision and it was. Um, but then we got Kyle the whiny showing up. So like Kyle the whiny shows up and I don't remember if they, if, if, Finn and Jenna see this and that's why they go over also or if it, Finn no I think Finn was just going Ray because yeah. that's the only line he has in the film is Ray um I leaned back for that and I probably yeah I still clipped the mic um so he he's like screaming for Ray and Kylo gets there and then it turns into this beautiful battle that we did see pieces of in the teaser and the trailer and whatnot just Ray and Kylo fucking going at it on the ruins of the Death Star in the middle of huge waves and I really liked the way this battle was done someone did point out that Ray kind of like got super exhausted and Kylo wasn't and it seemed stupid but like it's just there's a lot of action there has to be a lot of motion because the waves keep trying to come up over them and Ray keeps fucking jump fly flipping to the next section of Death Star I think it's also it's really cool because it is the first example we get of a quote fully trained Ray. Um, yeah. actually getting to fight. Because, but it was almost like she was weaker against him than she was before. It was weird. Yeah, I, I, I mean, she I also had, had just skimmered out there yeah. in inclement and weather and then also had a, a, a force well, vision. he climbed up there you know. too. I guess he didn't have a force vision, but he climbed up there too because he he crushed the Sith GPS, so. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but so what, what basically it... I don't know that I thought that it was, oh, she's getting tired too fast, but other, I saw someone say that. I'm going to need to watch again and see if I notice it more. Is this the one where she started, it was like she started trying to use his fighting style for a second even. It was really interesting to me. I oh, wait, it was, she, she like, she started doing the back. Saber. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was, it was, I really liked this fight. I scene. thought it, I thought it was a great fight. It um, definitely was, um, a nice, uh, a, a, a an action high point in the film. Yeah, it w- it definitely was. And then we got what I always wanted, which is Ray stabbing this motherfucker through his fucking diaphragm. Because uh, Leia, we knew that Leia. I mean, we assumed obviously, right? Like Han goes in the first one, Luke goes in the second one, Leia's the last man standing, and Carrie Fisher is gone. And so my assumption was always that they were gonna. I was hoping that they would, frankly, right, in some exactly. ways, because one of the things that one of the results of it that I appreciated was getting to see characters mourn her right, the way right. that we mourned her actor. Yeah. And and it was I liked it because we knew it was coming, and then I liked I liked the way they used it because it went Leia basically did the Luke, like I'm force projecting myself to fight Kylo Ren. But instead of fighting Kylo Ren, she just like 
talked to him for a second was like, hey, buddy. And he was like, mom? And he hesitated and Ray just fucking skewered him. Yep. And then she was like, like, oh, we were like, oh, that's fucking great. And then she felt Leia die. Yep. And went, oh, shit. And then she healed Ben, which kind of annoyed me because honestly, I'm fucking tired of Kyle, the whiny emo boy. And I kind of was happy to see him die. And then I, I would have been like, happier if she just kicked him over the edge. <laughs> and then I was just like, well, okay, fine. I, I Out of get... respect for his mother, because she believed that maybe she could redeem, like maybe she could pull him back. Well, and, and that is one thing where, um, one of the, the recurring themes in this sub trilogy um, is that she's got this weird, like, connection yeah. with him. Yeah, And even though she doesn't understand it, and most of the time really doesn't like it. Well, in the second film was told it right. was just Snoke, which it yeah. was just um, Snoke. It's, it's clear that she still is, like... She's not dismissive of it. She wants to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So but, but I, I think, think that's part of what it was. I think the other part of it, and that's what I like, is that she's a good guy. Yep. Like, the thing is that despite Ray, is this where she got told she was a fucking Palpatine? I think it was. Was this where she got told that? At some point, she gets told by the fucking way that she's a Palpatine. Like, who the fuck cares? But again, JJ wanted to undo The Last Jedi stuff, and The Last Jedi wanted to undo The Force Awakens stuff, and whatever the fuck, everybody's fighting. But Apparently, she's JJ not, wanted to undo the end of the original her parents trilogy. Are, yeah, but. yep. Her parents aren't nobodies. They're fucking right. That's the thing we should have mentioned earlier. Is I guess that Palpatine has been fucking orchestrating all of this. Apparently, right. Forever. This is this is um, which which is that's what that's what he finds out at the beginning is that Palpatine fucking has been orchestrating this at the beginning when he goes to Sith Disneyland. Um, and which, like, do you have that on your list to talk about, or is that a is that Palpatine a, stuff? Yeah. yeah, probably. We can we can continue after we get through yeah. the sort of overall plot stuff. It's just such a it's such a. I think this. I feel like this was where he told her she was a fucking Palpatine. But either fucking way, she she has again always had this fear that she's secretly a bad guy or she can't control herself or whatever. And at her core, she is a good guy because she chooses to be. And to me, that's the thing that I like is that she got done what she was supposed to get done. She fucking killed Kylo Ren. And then she still decided, you know what? No, I can't just let him die. Because Leia thought he was worth trying to save. And Leia is gone and I should save him. Um, And so then she fucking exiled herself which like felt a little bit like what the fuck is with her arc here but again it was another callback to luke which was a callback to yoda like everybody gotta go exile themselves and be lonely jedi um but then we did a like luke force ghost talking to me making me feel better she was like really exiling herself she had fucking set kylo's ship that she stole on fire to exile herself and we got this, like, you know, we got the Force Luke vision and and he gave her Leia's lightsaber because, again, like, Leia was secretly a Jedi, so it's okay that she Force saved herself in The Last Jedi. Um, and then we also, to end that scene, because Luke obviously tells her she shouldn't fucking exile herself, we got Luke's old X-Wing. So, and rising up from the water with fucking shit on it. I was like, everything is callbacks. This whole film is composed of callbacks. It's, it was which, like The Force also- Awakens 2. 
I want to have some words with the engineers who designed and built that X-Wing because that's fucking impressive. <laughs> it was it that, that thing. Like, I know it's built for, you know, for the vacuum of space and everything. Years. But yeah, that's like yeah. sitting in presumably salt water. We yeah. don't know how yeah. this works there. But just like for how long was he there? A really long, a long time. A long fucking time. Like, it, was, it was, it's embarrassing to think about it, to be honest. Which like, also, also <laughs> kind of detracts from, from that whole point and then it's like, oh yeah, he could, he could, Right, he could have fucking know, left at any time, by the way. He whenever he wants. <laughs> he wasn't really... forcing up No one's his, ever you know. really exiled. Um, right. But that's like the fucking thing. Not when thing. they have their X-Wing just, with them. It was just them. getting slapped in the face with a penis made of nostalgia the whole fucking time. And it was like, okay, we get it. So, meanwhile, while this is all happening and she decides she's going to fucking go, Daddy fucking Han shows up. And... I don't know all of Star Wars canon, so maybe this is fine. But Han was not a Force user, so he wasn't a Force ghost. He just appeared like as a corporeal being in front of his son and gave him a daddy talk. So here's the thing: um, was he not a, a Force user? Uh, so the the here are your Our options: ghosts canon. either either not a Force ghost, but an actual ghost. So, he also looked like he'd aged. Which... Like, he, he his hair was yeah, different. Sure. Stuff. That's actual ghost, it's right? Like, no, fuck? so actual ghost haunting Kylo Ren because, yeah. you know, betrayal of your own father kind of thing, right? Um, or a hallucination brought on by, uh, you know... Extreme trauma. Decades of guilt. <laughs> decades and, of guilt. Yeah. yeah, and trauma. It was, it was like... The thing is, I knew he was going to get redeemed. Kylo Redemption was always going to happen. Like, that, we were going to have to deal with that. I was going to have to watch this piss baby man, inexplicab- inexplicably sexy piss baby man. That's the fucking masks, I swear to God, because I hate the character. Um, he, he, we were going to see him get redeemed. What I'm glad of is that it wasn't, I met girl, I love girl, am redeemed. It was instead like, Someone showed me compassion. I'm pretty sure I've been on the wrong path. Mom and dad kind of both came together in different ways to say, hey, son, stop being such a fuck ass. Like, I like that it was that. I like that it wasn't like he and Ray have a tryst on the ship and then they become lovers and now he's a good guy and they go defeat Palpatine together. Like... Right. Well, and, I, and as I'm glad they spared as us. As annoying as a wow, as annoying a as annoying as that whole predictable arc is, um, I do appreciate that it was that instead of you know the stupid love plot, right. um, but also that the the message was even if you've done the worst shit, which he has, oh, he's yeah. destroyed whole yeah. planets basically single handedly. Yep. Um, he's a shithead, but. Uh, it's, it's not that you are, you know, not that it's never too late to be redeemed. It's that it's never too late to actually start doing some fucking good. Right. Like to make the right choice. It's not about the fact that you can never be, because he has a Vader arc, like he gets redeemed and then he dies. But it is, it is about the fact that you can decide to do the right thing, even if you're an awful person. You could do the the next right thing. (laughs) Fuck you. So then Poe becomes general because Leia left him the generalship because apparently no one else was more qualified than Poe, who has spent, by the way, most of this film yelling. Like the whole beginning 
where were Ray and they went up, there was a mission. There was something. They took the Falcon and it got blown up a little bit at the beginning. I don't, you guys, so much fucking happened in this movie that despite the fact that I went through the Wikipedia article and made sure I took notes so we had some coherent plot flow here, I still don't remember it all because so many fucking things happened. But anyway, the, he, he just screamed at everybody at the beginning, did not show any development that he had learned anything from the whole end of The Last Jedi um, and like everyone dying and all that shit. And then fucking Leia left him the generalship. Fortunately for us, he decided to share it with his boyfriend, Finn. They're not boyfriends, but I want them to be. And Oscar Isaac wanted them to be. And and John Boyega was also okay with this. I just read an article. Oscar Isaac said Disney basically wouldn't let it happen, but he tr- he played it purposely that way. Um, but anyway, Poe is a loose, annoying canon still, like he was in the last film. And I was going to be real fucking annoyed if he just like got to be general by himself now. So there was this moment of Finn wanting to offer his help and Poe wanting to ask him to be. And then they were co-generals and it was gay which Um, rewinding in the past couple of films wasn't there like a whole like council of rebel leaders did they all die i think they all died like yeah oh yeah that's right some of them went down with the ship and by the ship i mean planet a lot of Um, them died but um but not i don't think all of them and i think there probably were more qualified people but it's fine we're just we're fine we're letting the hot shot go where the hot shot pilot boy gets to go. go we'll let that go um and then the fucking we get to the we get to the fucking final battle. So there's like this whole thing where Ray decides to go. She when she takes Luke's X-wing, she activates its GPS and transmits her location back. She turns on Find My iPhone and has the resistance track her movements. She shared her commute. She, she shared her commute on Google Maps, and um and she goes to Exegol, and so like they can follow her so they can help. And the fleet is very small and they've just been like on a jungle planet and there aren't that many of them, but they're calling all their friends just like in the last movie, but oh, nobody's going to come, whatever. She goes, she gets to Exegol. She goes to fucking confront her granddad. There's a whole fucking thing. He has all these weird friends there. He wants her to kill him because he, he's all the Sith now. And if she kills him, then she'll be all the Sith and she'll take her birthright. He's like on a fucking weird crane device. Like, it's all very weird and I didn't like it. I also especially don't like it because when you go to Exegol, there's just like a giant floating rock like 15 feet off the ground that you have to walk under and then you have to take a weird rock elevator. It's like that building in Boston. Uh, the, the one with the... Oh, the one that like... <laughs> That is too, it's, it's bigger that. on the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you take like a, like a, I can't explain it. It's, it's like, it's like a, an, a crappy RPG elevator. Yeah. And you take it down and into the basement and then there's granddaddy fucking attached. To it's some a, shit I know what like it is. It's a, fingers. it's a Tinkerbell secret of the wings. That's library what I was saying. Elevator. I, j- I, if you, I said that, I just said it's like in oh. secret of the wings, but I oh. realized no one would know what I meant. Oh, okay. So you said that? There, yeah, oh, very quietly. Cause oh. I realized no one would know what I meant, but, um, <laughs> It was, it was just a lot. Like, so she goes down there and then like her friends are coming and then like, they're like, we're going to take out the Star Destroyer's cannons. And they're up there trying to do that on one of the like massive fleet, which was a cool shot. I think they even had done it earlier in the film. There's this cool shot of like a field of Star Destroyers, but they had also shown that in the trailer. So it wasn't as impactful as it could have been. Um, But it was a huge fleet of Star Destroyers that he somehow made and staffed, even though he was mostly dead. Um, and attached to a crane and 
the whole resistance thing is like our tiny fleet is going to come take out these things that can blow up whole planets like it had done to Kajimi. And so that starts failing because like they, they were going to take out the navigation tower so that on Exegol so that the Star Destroyers couldn't take off. And then the navigation symbol got moved to the main Star Destroyer that had Bob Cratchit on it. And then they like landed on that one to try and take it down. And a cool thing happened where they had loaded a transport, not with speeders that the, the bad guys were trying to scramble. They were like, scramble the signal of the whatever's, but actually they were riding the horse goats. And I really liked that they were riding the horse goats in space. On a Star Destroyer. Oh, like, well, I guess like, it was like probably in atmosphere. Right. It seemed like it was still in atmosphere. Well, who knows with that place. <laughs> right. They base fucking... Exegol's fucking weird. So they like go and they're up there trying to destroy the thing so the Star Destroyers can't get anywhere, which they do and it's fine. And Ray is down trying to fight with her granddaddy. And he actually decides, like she decides that she's going to kill him because if she doesn't, like he basically did the hostage situation of like, I'll kill all your friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Kylo Ren gets there and is like, no, I'll help you. And fucking shit. Was this before or after the force lightning? Cause the thing is you get this really cool shot where suddenly a bunch of resistance friends show up and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my, like this whole ending battle was a, again, it was the same, like, Oh, we just got to climb it. Oh no, we undid that. Oh, we just got a bit. Oh no, we undid that. Yeah. Like it was, we got this fucking huge resistance friend fleet coming in and you were like, Oh my God, there's hope in the galaxy. And this is so fucking great. And they're like going to attack the star destroyers. And then fucking Palpatine just like, like Voldemort with the elder wand at Dumbledore's grave shoots force lightning up targeting simultaneously only the resistance ships. And like, they all start losing their fucking signals and gravity and people start dying and it's that, sad. I think that was before the friends. I feel like that was before the, the, the Kylo. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, that yeah. was after the friends. Oh, okay. I remember because right. I was like, Oh no, everyone's dying. And then like, so she's down there with fucking Kylo and then fucking, like, like, he, you guys, there were just a lot of plot twists and Kylo comes in and is like, we're friends and I'll fight him with you and it'll be okay. And then Palpatine just immediately fucking, uh, negates both of their strengths. Like he just disarms them, like lifts them up. And just starts Dementor sucking their fucking power out. He's like, it's a force dyad. We've never seen a force dyad before. We've never seen a force dyad before. It's not a fucking thing in canon. It's like, it, it was like Anakin being Jesus. It I'm was also like, where the fuck did this come from? I'm so confused about what Palpatine actually wanted. Because he was like, kill me. And then, right, then he was you'll like, be the... Just kidding. Yeah, right. Now I'm but going to take all of your power. He was like, power. no, no, I'm happy with my crippled it's body. It's going to be so fucking great. And it's, it's just... I'm going to be a force Why did this queen. have to be... So the last film, the whole fucking time... Now, first of all, there's like, there's jars of snow clones and shit because Palpatine again was behind that and everything the whole thing oh, in the last film was yeah. that Snoke fucking said like he had made the connection between the two of them to try to get Rey to come to the dark side and whatever bullshit and so it was explained why they had a connection and then in this film it was like just kidding you're a force dyad <laughs> just kidding that's a lie and Snoke's a lie it was like and this was weird Palpatine awful like destined OTP weirdness and I hated it I just, yeah. it felt so contrived and like such a, such a just 
like throwing a giant fucking stake to the Raylos. Like it was, wh- why did you suddenly, we obviously knew they were connected, but they're both the strongest force users that are currently alive. And some of the right, only on ones. their so respective like, sides of is the it force. That weird. So that, like, the, like the opposites. And again, connection we already had the explanation like, right. of Snoke, but no, we've got to turn it into their like these destined fucking lovers or whatever the fuck. So because they're a dyad, draining their power will give me even more life. And like Palpatine starts fucking draining their power and he leaves them on the ground. And then he like, I don't even fucking, I don't even remember. Like they, he like threw Kylo off a cliff because Kylo tried to get up and help or something. And then like Ray had both Luke and Leia's lightsabers. And like, basically we turned into again, another not Harry Potter fight, but kind of, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of yeah, yeah, another Priori Cantatum where the time that Harry actually pushes it and wins against Voldemort and the elder wand, like she just walks towards him as he's force lightninging at her, blocking the force lightning with crossed lightsabers and being Jedi. Like he has all the Sith in him and she, you hear all the voices of past Jedi, like, giving right. her power whatever Remember, we're all with suddenly, you we're force suddenly ghosts she's, in your head right but like suddenly she's the other like he's all the sith and she's all the jet like it was that a thousand generations live in you now like it was that line right and that was the excuse kind for them to, to trigger nostalgia by right. using the voices of all of the right Jedi but then stars. fucking yet again palpatine lightnings himself to oblivion and he fucking dies or whatever but so does ray and now this is where this film like sort of almost made me, I was almost, I was like, I know you're not going to do this, but if you fucking do this, like I knew they weren't going to let her die. Not only because this film set the precedent that again, no one ever really dies. Spoilers, Kylo's about to come back for a sec. Um, Cause he got thrown off a cliff and we're like, well, he's fucking dead. Too bad. The end. No, but falling off things doesn't falling kill off things Star doesn't Wars kill universe. anybody apparently yep. ever. Um, So, so she, is dead. She is not only dead. She is pallid skin, wide open, dead, unseeing eyes dead. And this started to, I didn't love it in the theater. Like it upset me. It upset me worse the more I thought about it because it felt like another fucking bottom of the cliff in the yeah. soul stone parts 100%. of Avengers. Like, 100%. look, it it's a woman. Like she's dead. You know she's, of, yeah. of it was this awful voyeuristic dead yep. woman thing. Yep. And I get that because I think again, they set it up for themselves that way because you wouldn't believe anyone was dead if her eyes were just closed, but fucking just close her eyes, man. Like still let effectively what happens is she's laying there and we're all like, Oh fuck. Kylo climbs back up out of the hole and comes over and he's, you know, he, he holds her and she's clearly dead and then he shifts her and she's still clearly dead. You could still have had that happen and have her be limp and not breathing and have had the end of this film work the same exact way because what ends up happening is he transfers life force to her and brings her back to life. You could have still had that without the dead eyes. It still would have been clear when he got to her, funking her around that she was dead. Right. And when he had to transfer his life force. Or... Show us the dead eyes once. Right, Don't just right. linger Don't keep on lingering them. on like, look, did you see that we made Daisy Ridley lay here with her eyes open and or we made a model of Daisy Ridley that was super pale and creepy? Like, it just felt so gross and disrespectful of like a dead body on screen. But, um, and then, so what happens is he fucking force heals her um, and the Raylos get their fucking kiss. I'm, 
I'm a little weirded out that Ray died and didn't immediately go to the force. Although apparently that's like a thing you're supposed to have to do. Like you're supposed to have to know how to ascend to the force. Although Kylo did in the end anyway, like that's another train skill kind of thing. Like force lightning. Yeah. And that's also, that's like an extended universe thing. Cause like nothing in the actual films suggests that that's a specific. Well, it is a Jedi specific skill usually, but Kylo does it. And it's like, Being redeemed doesn't make him a Jedi. Okay, fine. But Ray not disappearing immediately. How do you know there aren't Sith ghosts? Again, <laughs> there aren't. That's a like that's a thing. I know. Um, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's a rule. Um, there are. <laughs> there like, are no rules. <laughs> that's true. There are no, every mean. time we think there's a rule in Star Wars, it's not a rule. Um, and I suppose like the fact that she didn't ascend should have told us like that. Then someone should would have been like, well, she didn't die, but whatever. Either way. Um, so he heals her and she wakes up and she fucking looks at him and she goes in for the kiss. And I was like, you know, you've given me a character who, again, for three films, she's been curious about him. She's been curious about everyone around her. She wants to know who she is. She wants to know who they are. She wants to know if anyone knows who she is. He has shown no understanding of who she is. He's just also a force user and he's been an asshole and abusive to her and tortured her and killed people she loves. And she fucking kisses him. And I was like, I I rolled my eyes. I was just like, I knew this was coming. I knew, I knew he was getting redeemed and I knew there was going to be a fucking kiss. And the only reason I'm even vaguely okay with it is we get a smile. He just smiles like, oh my God, I'm happy and I'm free, which we haven't seen him smile. He's not an evil smiley character. He's always scowling. He's always miserable. And then he fucking dies. And like Ray seems sad and I'm sad for Ray and I hate those like unfinished storyline yeah. kind of things, but I would have been furious if they went fucking skipping off into the fields and got married. And then we had little Raylo babies everywhere. They both everywhere. got medals in like, front of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I truly, it was really just like, I don't know how Kylo did, die, did the force thing immediately because Vader didn't. Vader redeemed himself in that same way, like right before dying, like not... And Vader stayed as a corpse. So like, why the fuck did Kylo get to ascend? But whatever, he ascends, it's fine. Um, we don't, we don't wah it too much. We don't lament it too much. It's about the only way I'd be okay with him being redeemed, which was I got redeemed and within 15 minutes I was dead. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then Ray goes back and everyone celebrates and there is a two second token lesbian kiss just so we can say we have representation a la the, uh, is it an end game where mm. a guy mentions his husband? Uh, right. it was like that level. In the level. final hour of the franchise, I they're still, like, right. they're like, oh, kiss her thing. I still literally like punched the air. Like I was like, yeah. yeah. I was still happy about oh, it. Oh, I was and happy it, about it. And it, it but definitely again, added to the moment. Right. But in hindsight, I was like, exactly. It was really? that moment it of like. Really? It took that long and that's all you would give us? Well, that's the thing. It's you know, more the like. Like, oh yeah, this was that thing where it's now like, they can say they oh, had I'm representation. Sorry. I'm sorry, no one of consequence is is non heterosexual. Right. That's it was like a relatively I I I love how she looks, but I think she's an inter- somewhat interesting looking blonde woman who we've seen in the films, and then someone who I don't recognize at all from the other films. And I'm like, cool, you gave background character. Like at least it wasn't like hot blondes with giant tits for once. But for fuck's sake, um, 
and they had a celebration. There were Ewoks for two seconds. I, is that when somebody booed? I feel like somebody booed Yeah, someone, Ewoks. that's right, yeah. That someone, was where it was. Somebody just booed yeah. the fucking Ewoks. And again, it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, and then we have our little, like, very ending denouement where Ray goes to Tatooine and buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the sand, which I've seen so many fucking jokes about Anakin just like screaming because it was Luke's lightsaber that was Anakin's lightsaber to yep. begin with. Yep. Just burying it in the sand. Um, and there's a force ghost of Luke and Leia and this woman comes by with like a, a giraffe mole rat thing, some desert lady. And she's like, who are you? We don't get visitors here. What's your name? And she goes, Ray. And she's like, Ray who? <laughs> Skywalker. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, the rise of Skywalker was so Ray at the end. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, the only, the reason I'm okay with that is it was clearly a Luke and Leia are my adoptive parents right. thing. Not, and a, I don't want to give Palpatine because fuck. And that's my parent. Like my parents did die. She finds out her parents died to protect her. So like, she doesn't hate them, but she doesn't want to use that name. Right. And Thank fucking God. If she had said solo, I would have left. I mean, I would have left anyway because it was the end. But like, I was like, if you make this into like the, like the fucking, the end of Frozen when Hans is like, she died right after we exchanged our wedding vows. Like, like, I was like, I will kill everything. I was, I was so scared that that was what was going to happen, but it didn't. No. She said she's Ray Skywalker and it was, uh, and she still has a saber, but it's yellow. Hey, guess where you can get yellow lightsabers? Hey, did you hear about Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World opening in summer 2019? Like, we yeah. have we ever seen a yellow saber? In, I think, I know someone mentioned in a thread that, like, we've seen them in certain canon, but we haven't seen them in the main films before that I can recall. Yeah, I don't believe Now so. there are yellow sabers, and you can go be a Rey Jedi. So that's the film. That was the... I so, really... I want to remind you that we did enjoy it. Right. Like this is, this is just picking apart all the things. This that is a podcast were, called Bored and Sassy, which is mostly about complaining and swearing a bunch. Right. Um, there was, there was a lot to love too. It was visually oh my God, very beautiful. I loved um, it. They, they did a much better job than, uh, the, the prequels on using CG to great effect. Yep. Um, there were some really incredible shots. In fact, there were, there were some shots in this that clearly like there may have been plot points designed to fit the yeah. fact that they wanted these shots in it. Yeah. Like the, the Star, you know, Star Destroyers yeah. and stuff like that. It was like just that. a field of them. Um, they were beautiful. Oh yeah, we but, did get to see Bob Cratchit get shunked against the... Yeah. Like, they made it so that as the one he was on blew up, you could see that he was on his feet and flew towards the window like... Yep. in the, yep. With the blast. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um... But I want to I want to talk about Palpatine, which I mentioned yes, earlier. Yeah. I want to talk about Palpatine. We didn't and talk, talk about him about, much. I want to talk about the whole Deus Ex Machina thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything in this film is that the whole like Palpatine uh, turns out not dead. Kind of undoes the whole point of Literally you know episode six. Um, in the end, it's like redeemed for this, and it's like no, he just went off to like Sith heaven to go. Right, Vader like, died for no reason because right. Palpatine didn't. Palpatine did not die. Instead, that tube led directly to a secret place with a really good research and development crew <laughs> to apparently like Sith construct 
uh, a whole it bunch of like, incredible ships. M- like and extra mecha Anakin. Like it was more right. than you would have had to do for Anakin. Right. So know. it was this, it was this strange, it was a strange choice. Um, and it's, it's all seems to just support the like, oh, we wanted to make her a Palpatine. So let's include Palpatine. Right. I wanted her to and, have a backstory and all the other characters were already taken. Which is, it would have been. <laughs> she couldn't have been Mace way, Windu's. I, I would have loved her being a Palpatine if they didn't drag Palpatine in. Right. Like right. that would have been if awesome. She just that been would have like, been so cool. Yeah, that's Especially if they'd him. like maybe dropped a hint two right. movies ago. Right, maybe. Um to because they, you know, obviously but it would, her parentage yeah, yeah. was impression. But that would have been way be more there. compelling. Yeah. Is the whole like I my identity. You can still is fight your unc- identity right. without having to have like a zombie grandpa there. Right. Um, and then, and then, like, there are so many things, like the whole, the whole, like, cult there. Were those also like hallucinations, or there are like thousands right, or they're just, of like, like Sith cultists? Thousands of Sith. And then, like, who's who's driving ditch? those ships? Like, how many? How, how many did he stop? Ship, like, right. what temp agency did he go to? Right. Seriously. For fuck's sake. Seriously, and and also the fact that all of those ships are more advanced. Than any other ever, star they're destroyer, all Death stars. they're all basically they're not quite as large, but clearly th- this was my joke. Like on our way to the parking lot, I think was like, man, I I find it really impressive that after all this time, Palpatine was just really working on uh, increasing the battery storage density <laughs> on on these ships so that yes. you could get star destroying power in a much that. smaller package. <laughs> um, and that's just again one of those things where it's like all of these things seem to be constructed choices just to like fit the thing. Yes. And it's and it's <clears throat> excuse me. Knew that was coming. It's almost like they they just sort of worked backwards from like these are the things we want. And right, then it's like right. uh, let's start rendering How do some we CG make this work? and then yeah, yeah, we'll fill yeah. in the plot later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's like a I think that's a thing is that like it was it felt like it was a contrived Like, it felt like they thought that they couldn't give her Palpatine Grandpa without Palpatine Grandpa being alive. And I just don't understand why the fuck that was necessary. Like, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. It was silly. And that's, again, that's the other thing. The whole deus ex machina, it goes the other way, too. It's for for the the writers and producers. It's like, uh, we need a a villain. We need a villain. Uh, Right. Palpatine. Oh, I guess oh Palpatine. Palpatine's like, not dead. Nobody you saw had him die. Kylo Ren right, right. there. Like, they could have kept him the villain till the very and then, end. And then it's like, okay, well, now we need a place for him to have been where right. he could keep a secret army. Oh, let's make up a place. Okay, Sith now Disneyland. there's Sith Disneyland where he's been hanging out, building cool stuff under the ocean, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, the, so we've weird. got that covered, and then, and then it's like, okay, but that place needs to be inaccessible except through a very specific like access a key, vagina. Um, or a tube that you fall down after dying. Um, either you fall down a tube and go there, or <laughs> you construct a wayfinder. And right, yeah. and so you need yeah. okay. So let's let's make this wayfinder. Okay, so we'll Deus Ex Machina this key that gets yeah, you there, yeah. and then we'll also like the the reason it's hard to get there is entirely unexplained. In that, like, yeah. there's this weird like nebula wormhole bullshit. It's a vagina. Like, where is it's this a space right. vagina? And you right. have to go through the space vagina. A very specific way. You have to find. The, never mind. Um, there's a big boy that almost bites them. Oh yeah, right. no, that so, was the stuff at the beginning. Was so so balcony. now now continuing on oh, with. The just pull stuff out of your ass to make the plot fit together. Um, we've we've 
okay, Palpatine's alive. He's got a secret place to build a secret army. We've got a new phenomenon we've never heard of uh, that uh, explains why it's hard to get there and why you need to have a specific uh, device to help you find your way there, um, which apparently is not anything special other than a set of coordinates to get yeah, there. Yeah, it's literally it's just, just the a pre-charted route. Yeah, it's right. It's it's because once they saw somebody else how they went, right. they could they reconstruct still get it. There. Yeah. Then we have the dagger, which. Who made that? Why was it pointing to the Death Star? Why was it specifically pointing to where in the Death Star Who that was Wayfinder was? Who was writing at that point? You know, like, right. Is this like Palpatine made this to help the right person find this and go back? Yeah, and then yeah. he like cast it. Like that part doesn't make sense. Especially because that was old. Like that was... It was that like an whole, old that dagger, I thought. an already... Yeah. Like the, the asshole whose the dusty who ship they borrowed um, yeah. was like looking for that, right? It was... And yeah, so it was his. That, no, that it was had his. been there. That had been there, for, right? So it was his. So it wasn't okay, that so old. It was his, it was oh, his okay. dagger that he killed her parents with but because still, he was a Sith assassin. But still, right? Like, it's still stupid. Like, and and the fact that again, the part that's weird to me as well is like, oh, we've got this Death Star crashed in the the water scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to figure out uh, like how this dagger is a map to that. And then it's like from that exact spot where she happened to be standing, zip the thing out and hold it up against where this presumably crumbling ruin right, like it has just been it, falling apart. It should be like, falling apart more. And also either we saw someone both... built that recently and right. made that recently. Also like we saw but... both of those Death Stars explode into a million people. Like right, into, Lucas into did sparks. not Lucas into did sparks. not leave any doubt that those things were obliterated into sparks. Right. And then it was like, oh just kidding, it's right here. Right. Or was that right a big maybe No this it can't was... have been. I was like maybe it was the second Death Star, but it can't have been because that wouldn't have made sense because he would have, I don't know, whatever. Even even if it is, or the even third if it Death is, Star, whatever, right. the Kylo Death bullshit Star Killer Base, even, whatever. The even fuck if it was. is, it it doesn't fucking matter because it's still like this weird, like right. you know, like this like Indiana it's a very Jones specific like map. <laughs> but there's huge waves that would be further breaking down this already broken down ruin of a Death Star. Like and so, and that ooh. also then conveniently leads to that thing. And then we still have this whole, like, so you, let's let's set all of that aside, right? Uh-huh. And then you have this final battle where you've got a bajillion star destroyers, which apparently all have tie fighters and a, a literally full crew. Bajillion. We have we have no idea. Uh, Ten thousand, did they say or something? It was some stupid. Yeah, it, it was, was some literally an incomprehensible number. number. Right. Um, and, and think about how many people that is and how many TIE fighters were in those and all those things to have the battle that happened there. And then the the thing that blows my mind even more is we follow, we, we see how difficult it is for Kylo or for Rey to get there through the funky wormhole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to tell me like 50,000 rebel ships yeah. not only just up and off to their planets and yeah. like light speeded to the right spot and yeah. then like traverse that in an orderly fashion. That's a wicked good point. Like, like it was basically have like you a seen how tunnel. traffic works? I know this is 3d, <laughs> but like this was not some big old shipping lane that they could send 10,000 yeah, ships through. It was through. like this a weird, like, yeah, 
That's this a is, really good point. Like, and then and then it was just like they all appeared and were spread out a billion miles wide yeah, in the was, final it scene. Was nuts. So like there was some there was some choices about how all of that stuff went together. And and again, like this is all from the perspective of someone like I I enjoyed it. I loved that right. moment. But it was like I like, thought it was fun. But rewinding, my brain was like, really? Yeah. Like, is that how this in yep. it in it in it? Returns me to the point of like, if you had had twice as much time to work with or twice as many films to work with, a lot of these plot points could have been uh, a little bit less cheesed. Yeah. Because they could have actually expounded upon how a bunch of things are possible and given us some exposition about the dagger rather than like, got the dagger, let's go to space camp. It was just like very rushed. Um, I think... Also, you might not have heard us say anything about Rose Tico. Because oh, Rose weird. Tico basically wasn't in this film. She was like, a background character. She, she, if you recall, at the end of The Last Jedi, she saved Finn's life and then she kissed him. And there was like a like, oh, there might be a romance developing. Finn, let me tell you something. Finn is like the... The one who is the most inclined towards romance. Because this kid from the beginning, like, he wanted to get with Ray. Like, he's got the tension with Poe. And then Rose is over here. And then Jana's here. Like, there are so many... This is a kid who wants love. And and and, he's he's a ball of emotions because he's, for the first time in his life, getting to explore... Like, not just being a drone. Right. And there are so many opportunities for him. And one of the main ones that, like he actually had history with from the last film just wasn't in the film. Like they were like, Rose, are you coming? And she was like, I gotta stay here. And just wasn't, it was like, it was like the fucking assholes who bullied her into deleting her Instagram one because she was hardly in this film at all. She was an interesting character with stuff to contribute in the last film. She was a legitimate like, if you wanted a romance subplot, do it around Finn. Don't do it around Ray, who does not give a fuck about boys and just wants to save the damn galaxy. I will accept her and, and Finn and Poe as a happy little triad, but that's the only way, just about, is like the friend triad polycule situation. Um, you had a really great match in Rose, who also, she lost her family. She wanted love. Finn wanted love. It was working. And then... She just was hardly in this movie at all. And it felt like, it probably felt like vindication for all those fucking asshole boys who bullied Kelly Marie Tran off of Instagram. And that pisses me off because she had so much to give and it was such an interesting character. And then it was just like, she's in the background, the end, goodbye. Like there was nothing. They just didn't do anything with her and it sucks. It also sort of reinforces the whole like, oh, we'll make a female protagonist uh, but otherwise, other than her, we don't really need any female right. characters like the, right, of exactly. consequence. Like the, we can't you know? have too many of those. And two, like right. they, they, and they reduced Finn's character. They reduced Poe's character to just like being ornery and mean to people. They reduced Finn's character to just yelling, Ray! Like the whole film, that's like all he did was just yell after Ray, who wasn't paying attention to him because she doesn't have time for boys. Like... It was just so, it felt like everybody got flattened in a way. Like it wasn't, it, the, the character arc stuff wasn't as 
uh, as compelling because they were focusing on how many pieces of nostalgia can I throw in your face? How many callbacks can I make to the other films? Like, didn't Lando literally say a line from the original trilogy? Like, it was just, it was such a clusterfuck of that. Um, I do want to know before I forget to my cry spots. I feel like I cried about Leia, like in general, because anytime I see Carrie Fisher on screen right now, I just get teary about it. But when she did go, it was like emotional bits for me. And then I I feel like I was kind of crying at the end with like the Ray stuff and because she was upset about Kylo and I was, I was, I did have a good consistent tearing at the end there for a bit. I also like like sobbing though. Like I feel like I kind of expected to be destroyed the way I was at the end of Harry Potter and, and during Endgame and Lord of the Rings, but I wasn't destroyed by it. Yeah. I, I also wasn't destroyed. I I was very happy. I was very happy. Um, like I got some happy cries at the end just from, just from things resolving and also seeing people, like there's there's a certain amount of reward that just comes from seeing people who have fought so hard like against awful live. odds get to live and also get to celebrate. Yeah, like yeah. that's the thing about the the original trilogy that a lot of people like. Oh, there's the stupid Dude, the like dance Ewok party and the rules. Ewok party. The and Ewok I'm like, party the Ewok rules. party was awesome. Ewok party is awesome because I an Ewok party because it is. It, I I hate it when films like you know climax resolution and then no no tail end right like it's they nice don't, to they have don't a little you, celebration there right I like I like getting to see the characters have a good thing yeah when they've had a bad thing for yeah literally and I think that was kind time. of it was I was just like sort of happily teary that like you know like we lost some folks around the way but everybody that I cared about lived even if. It was really bait and switchy that a few of them lived, but like, right. it was that was just kind of the thing for me was that it felt it, so much of it was just it was a little bit shell shocky. And again, like I've never, I grew up with Trek and some wars. I was never like this the kid who my whole life was Star Wars or anything. But I right. was I I I watched it starting from an early age because the uh, the trash monster, the Dianoga in the original trilogy. Um, is why I had a nightlight as a child. So I know I watched it when I was young because I thought it lived under my bed and I made my parents give me a nightlight. Um, and so I know I watched it starting when I was young. It just wasn't like my main fandom. I ended up sort of more in the fantasy realm of stuff for the most part. But I was expecting to really be emotionally more impacted by it. And I like that. I like to come out of a film with this awful emotional hangover. And this time what I had was more of just like a, what? Like I just started immediately consuming articles and tweets and like, you know, we got home at 1 a.m. or something and I couldn't wind down. And then by the time I started to wind down, I was on Twitter and I realized Jenny Nicholson had gone that same night and was probably about to come out with her takes. And so I was like watching that. And I was like looking at other people's Twitters and like, and then started like the next day was already starting to look at articles. And like, again, this, this um, pitch meeting that came out today, like I just, I was starting to look for answers and explanations for like why I felt weird about it. And it was, I was I don't disagree with the criticisms about it. I don't disagree with the things a lot of the critics have said. I think the ones who say, like, I do hope that folks can 
still enjoy it. Cause again, we still enjoyed it. It just wasn't what I expected in terms of the emotional payoff. It just wasn't really there for me. Right. And I, I think, I think that's a, an important point is also my, my personal uh, experience with star Wars is um, I've seen the original trilogy more than most films I've seen. Like I've seen them each probably at least half a dozen times. Um, but being a Star Wars fan wasn't an important part of my identity growing up yeah. or anything like that. Um, so I don't have a lot of the like high stakes connection. Yeah. Um, but I've always really enjoyed Star Wars and the universe yeah. um, and its potential. Um, so from that perspective, like, yeah, I, I came out of this still being like, that was fun. Um, but it like, okay. You yeah, know, like yeah. it wasn't like it felt like because it wasn't okay. it wasn't for us. Yeah, and that's fair. It too. was it was for as many people as it possibly could, could be. be. Yeah, um, which is always really really tough because if they like went the Ryan Johnson way and yeah. um, that's his name, right? Yes, Ryan um, Johnson did. TLJ. <laughs> and and like went down the path that he was going, there would be a whole bunch of man babies like yeah. you know, burning cars. Yeah, and I think this that's, weekend. I think that's kind of but, the struggle is I heard somebody say that like it basically felt like it was focus grouped. Like it was yep. the result of just extreme uh, somebody earlier, a friend of mine on Facebook said it felt like there was one film by JJ Abrams, one film by Ryan Johnson, and one film by Reddit. Um, and that's yep. kind of the thing is yeah, it does feel good. like this one was a bunch of people trying to get together and thinking of what would like piss off the least number of people combined. Ex- that's exactly which it. Which results in the critics how we being piss like people off the right, least. Right. Yeah. So like fuck the critics, it's fine. Like they're gonna call us cowards, but we're gonna make more money off of it because we they pissed were, off you. They were people. terrified of Game of the last Game of Thrones season. And that's unfortunately what it was. they kind of did it. Like Yeah. I mean, not as badly as Game of Thrones in some ways. No, but, God, in, um, in no like, way. People as are badly. not as mad. In fact, the people, the people, almost universally, the people that I'm seeing who are mad about this are not the the lifelong fans oh, yeah, who yeah, are yeah. normally the shitlords on the internet. Because yeah. um, it was made for them. It's the people who, um, the people like Jenny Nicholson, who yeah. is. Um, a massive fan Huge. of the franchise, but also will absolutely not let stupid shit just roll past yeah. without being addressed. And I think that's so. the thing is that the folks who I've seen upset about this film have been generally speaking, pretty serious fans, but in oftentimes it has been folks who are, who felt I'm not doing good with words at the moment. He, it was people who really connected with that message of hope in the second one where that little kid at the bro- with the broom at the end, yeah. that was like a, okay, awesome, cool. Like we're, we're reminding folks that everyone doesn't have to be midichlorian Jesus. Like it doesn't have to be a bloodline thing and you can, there is some variance to it. And the thing is, he simultaneously shot that message down with the Ray's granddaddy is Palpatine thing and also reminded us of that message because Finn is a force user in this film. Finn senses deaths. He senses presences. And that's what he was going to tell her. The whole There's a whole bit where they almost die. And he was like about to tell her, hey, if we die and then they don't die. And everyone's like, Whoa, what were you going to tell her? What were you going to tell me? Oh, I'll tell you when Finn's, Finn's not, uh, Poe's not here. Like, whatever. There's a whole, like that whole thing. Um, 
what he was going to tell her is that he was a force user. Like JJ Abrams confirmed that in an interview and it is the only thing that makes sense. Um, but, but that's kind of like he, so he simultaneously did the, your bloodlines don't matter. And then also the, your bloodline does matter. And I'm like, you, you, what do you, why did you shoot down the TLJ like kid with the broom? And then you made Finn a force user. Like what the, and granted, I think again, that yeah. was to retcon what people said was a plot hole when he yep. used a lightsaber in the force. Exactly. Awakens. And it's just exactly like, what JJ, I was if JJ yeah. Abrams maybe had stopped worrying about what other people had said about the first and second films, I wonder what this could have been. If he and Ryan Johnson had gotten together on it and worked together on it, I wonder what it could have been. And as, um, Victoria from the vault Disney podcast has already pointed out in some of the chats I've had with her, um, it should have just had a screenwriter. It should have had an overall I, screenwriter. I saw that in uh, she. I think she also mentioned that in a, a thread of tweets that she wrote about it. But tweets and remember. on Discord and yeah, yeah. But like, I think yeah. I I agree completely with that. And I was just thinking about that. Like the the worst thing about this trilogy is not any single part of it. It's that it didn't have a clear, consistent arc. Which or just makes it anything. feel scattered, right? Yeah, yeah it, it was didn't, just like, it didn't have a clear, a clear the message. The clear message or moral was we make new anything. Star Wars. Yeah, right. no, she said, "I hold the strong opinion that they should have hired a dedicated screenwriter." Yep. Um, and, and that's and that's that's a hard thing to get stick to because having a dedicated screenwriter doesn't mean that good calls won't. No, no, get no, but it means that you've at least gotten you know, some because I think like Kathleen Kennedy was sort of running things to a point as like the producer, yeah. but it's not the same as having sort of a unified feeling across the films. And that's the thing is it felt like three totally different films that happen to have some of the same characters. And the more I think about it, the more I am like, yeah, I would like this thing or that thing to have happened differently. And it's not, it's also not even that the overall story doesn't make the most sense, but it, it right. again is sort of the way that they went about it. Um, but it, I do want zigs and zags a lot in some really jarring yeah, ways. Yeah. I do really want to see it again still. Like I enjoyed it. I, you know, it, it's, it was just weird, but also really enjoyable. Well, right. So. I think, I think my general takeaway is I'm sad about some choices made, um, but I'm totally fine with this being uh, supposedly and effectively supposedly the, end, the end, the end of, you know, this, the Skywalker this continuation. Saga. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And ultimately... The nice thing here is we have a separate message of hope, um, which is that the Mandalorian's fucking great. The Mandalorian's fucking and awesome. And <laughs> clearly, uh, if they can pave the way in Star Wars IP for more things like the Mandalorian, more granted, live action. We don't things. know. We don't know what that's going to be like, but. Yeah. Um, they threw a bunch of money and resources and good decent writing and, and good yeah. direction and a bunch of great actors who are yep. getting pulled into it. Yep. Um, and it's paying dividends. Yeah. And I hope that they are willing to do that with the franchise in a way yeah. that is is more Give me uh, a fucking Janna like spinoff, man. I would watch that all day, every day. <coughs> she is fucking cool as hell. Like, yep. So... You're just going to keep coughing into your microphone, huh? Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's about all I can do. I can't really mute it on the fly. So. That's been our Largely show. unedited. Sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I told Sam, I was like, I want to do a Rise of Skywalker episode. And I was like, it doesn't even have to be edited. So apologies for coughs or burps or anything like that. But all this of is the above. going to be less of an edited, uh, 
I'm saying this at the end. Why am I saying that at the end? But it is. It, sorry. Oh, for, I can edit that and put it. In the no. Uh. Sorry for the lack of editing in this one. It was meant to be a let's get this out the door before it's not relevant anymore. Um, if you have opinions on this, like hit them up, hit them, hit, um, hit us up with them. Twitter at Borden Sassy. You can go to BordenSassy.com and click contact and that'll send us an email. So if there's anything particularly spoilery, feel free to shoot us an email that way. Um, you can, maybe I should just make Borden Sassy at Gmail finally, huh? Yeah, do um, it. Facebook us. I might've already done that. Yeah, um, do face, it before whatever. we release this episode yeah, so maybe. that one of our seven listeners doesn't yeah, troll us. us. Um, yeah. So I think uh, totally get in touch with us. If you have opinions, if you want to, talk about it shoot it like if tell you're, us we're wrong again I would ve- love to tell hear us that. we're wrong again very few of you are people we don't know so um if you want to just any of our friends who have seen this just shoot us a facebook message because i've been messaging back and forth with a few of my friends already just being like holy shit what's going on so um yeah i think i know it feels like we just spent like two hours shitting on this movie but i really enjoyed it and i'm going to see it again um it's just it was just shocking in a lot of ways so that was a that was important important reminder is that uh it's okay to like things and enjoy things and find things entertaining even if they're problematic and there are lots of problems i'm just kidding (laughs) oh god oh no no but i mean that's the thing it's it's it's, you can like stuff even if it's not good you can like stuff even if it's problematic and right um i think that's the case here is it's super enjoyable even if i'm like why the fuck did you guys do this wow wow why did you wow uh, and it it reinforces one of my long-held beliefs that uh film as a medium is very interesting and that uh good art film not as in like artistic but just like good cinema and entertaining cinema are different They're things very different things that yeah. may or may not overlap yep. and that's fine yeah. that's the great thing about it yep yeah so shoot us your feedback if you want to um tell us we're wrong if you want to thank you for listening to our ramblings um and yeah have a good one bye bye